listening to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast. I'm Martin Tyler, and you're listening to Harry Simeon. Hello and welcome back to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast brought to you by 90 Min. As ever, I'm your host, Harry Simu, and on this edition, we're going to be discussing the rumours that David Lewis and Willian want Mikel Arteta out. We're also going to be looking ahead to uh, the upcoming fixture against Everton this weekend, and we're going to be discussing some transfer news, uh, as well as picking apart a few of Mikel Arteta's comments from his latest press conference. Before we get into it, if you haven't already, make sure you smash that like button, subscribe to the channel if you are new. Um, all your support is very much appreciated. And uh, yeah, without further ado, let's get on with it. And let's start off with the reports that Willian and David Lewis are unhappy with Mikel Arteta's management. Now, it's understood that the pair have made their feelings known to the club's technical director, Edu. Um, and these rumours have, have picked up quite a bit of momentum over the past 24 hours or so. I mean, you know, there's no concrete source for me here. It's not been sort of reported by any of the, the big journos, any of the ones that um, that's opinion I would really sort of respect. And I guess, you know, to a degree, you should take it with a pinch of salt as a result of that. And I think that's absolutely the right way to approach this rumour. But it is a rumour nonetheless. And it does seem like, according to this story, that some of these Arsenal players have grown increasingly unhappy with Mikel Arteta. Now, we all knew that when Mikel came into the job, he was going to have to do a massive overhaul. It was going to be about, um, you know, kind of weeding out the bad, bringing in the new and trying to change the culture and many, many other things at this football club. And with, obviously, um, with that, you're going to make players unhappy, players that find themselves on the periphery of the plans, players that find themselves uh, sort of suffering from a lack of first-team action are naturally going to be unhappy. And so you understand that there would be some uh, disharmony, some unrest within the camp. And that's what... But the fact that we're talking about players who... Uh, you know, are not in and around the squad being upset. I don't think should come as a surprise to anyone. I don't think that's particularly strange. But what is strange is to see two players that Mikel Arteta has actually probably put more faith in than than most others up until now, sort of appearingly having a go at him and and not being happy with his management. David Lewis has been good at times for Arsenal. I think he's had some terrible moments. I think he's one of the natural leaders at the club, though, and we do know that you know, despite sort of some issues at the back end of last season with his contract and at the start of this campaign, um, you know, well, at the back end of last season, I should say there was a lot of unrest about whether or not he was going to sign that additional year. Many of us thought that he had signed the two-year deal. It turns out he didn't. Um, David Lewis spoke about being unfocused as a result of that speculation. If you remember after lockdown uh, of the first time, and many of us were kind of like, well, where do we go from here? The club signed him. And to be fair to David Lewis, I think one of the things you you shouldn't question about him is his commitment. He has been committed. Um, not always good enough, but commitment is is definitely there. 
he's obviously um, been rumoured to have had a few sort of exchanges with Mikel Arteta in recent weeks. And, and we heard that he was upset about being left out of the game at Old Trafford. Um, obviously, there was the whole incident against Wolves where he suffered a head injury, was left on for the remainder of the half. There's been some talk that maybe that is something that um, he was unhappy with. And, you know, this kind of thing with David Lewis has been building for a little while now. As for Willian, though, this is one I cannot get my head around. If it is indeed true that Willian has expressed his sort of desire to see Mikel Arteta removed to Edu. I mean, Willian came in and, and Arteta and Edu were very much behind bringing Willian in. Mikel Arteta has shown so much faith in Willian. And even when he's not performed, he still continuously put him in the side. So I, I've got no idea what Willian's possible complaint could be um, about the boss. I think he's given him more chances than most other managers would. I think he's he's given him, you know, a great deal. Well, he's shown him a great deal of respect by picking him week in, week out, even when he doesn't perform. And it just, you know, it, this one baffles me. And, and as I said, you've got to take these reports with a pinch of salt because, you know, they could there could be some truth in it. There could be a suggestion that they're unhappy and it's been turned into this big story that, you know, Arteta and, and, and the two or four, the two mentioned players, David Lewis and Williams relationships have broken down. As I said, look, take it with a pinch of salt, but I could understand maybe why David Lewis and, and Arteta may be on sort of um, shaky territory, given some of the recent events, given some of the reports we've heard, over the last couple of months or so. But with Willian, that one is it is truly baffling, in my opinion. I've got no idea um, what Willian would have to complain about. In fact, we should be complaining about Willian. The guy's been given so many opportunities, has rarely performed. I can think of two decent um, performances that he's turned in since joining Arsenal. And that's it. So what he would have to complain about is is truly beyond me. I've got no idea. Um, let's say a big hello to everybody joining us in the live chat at the moment. Big hello to Ars, former Arsenal man, Kevin Campbell. Great job on Amazon Prime the other night, mate. We were all sitting there watching you um, and you've done the Arsenal family proud as always. He says, hi, Harry. Hope you're well. Give Arteta the time now because the club haven't tried to build anything for a minimum 10 years. Yep, yeah, I, I agree. Um, th th there's going to be pain in this process. I, I agree with that. I, I still think that you can ask questions of some of Mikel's decisions. And I think that's healthy to do that. Uh, and I think that kind of challenge or lack of a challenge is what allowed kind of things to go so stale under Arsene Wenger in the back end of his Arsenal tenure, because those questions weren't being asked by those people running the club. Um, so I, I don't necessarily think that Questioning, as I said, some of Mikel's calls and, and wondering about certain things is unhealthy. But um, yeah, I think, you know, we have to give him a little bit more time to try and turn this squad around because we all know that the problems are much deeper than just Mikel Arteta. I don't think he helps himself at times, but I think the problems are much deeper than that. Let's um, go through some of you guys' comments in the live chat. If you've just joined us, just uh, reacting to the news or the reports that David Lewis and Willian have apparently made their feelings uh, about Mikel Arteta known to Edu. They want him sacked. Um, that's what the reports are saying. But yeah, as I say, take it with a pinch of salt. Love uh, underscore Rami says, Willian and Lewis know a good manager when they see one. Arteta out. Omar says, this club is in turmoil. Um, 
Jack Burgess says, never thought I'd say this, but I agree with Lewis and Willian. Um, Graham says, what an irony that would be, Harry. Cheeky bastards. Um, True Gunnar, he says, um, good afternoon, Harry. How are you, mate? Hope you're well. Looking to build on the point from Southampton this weekend. I'm feeling positive. How about you? We'll come on to, to discuss the Everton game in a little bit. Um, Xander Russell says, bomb out Willian and Louise in January and bring in Overmars to replace Adu. Um, Rene Kelly says, Arteta deserves everything bad that's happening to him. He wanted these players. Mr. B says, Willian has been really letting down Arteta. If he can't work for him, get the fraud out and take Louise with you. So everybody's kind of, um, well, most people are, are kind of, well, it's mixed, isn't it? Some of you are saying that you want to see uh, Willian and Louise bombed out and you don't think that they've produced enough for the manager. Others are kind of saying that um, Mikel Arteta deserves everything that's coming to him. I don't think he deserves everything that's coming to him. Um, I think there's a you, you could see both points of view on this. I think that the players haven't always performed at the required level and you can partly blame Mikel for putting his... Um, his faith in those players is proving, in my opinion, to, to be a questionable decision. But, you know, having done that, for them to then sort of go above his head to, to Edu and say, you know, we don't like this guy. We want him sacked. Two players, by the way, David Lewis, whose contract expires at the end of the season, should have no say on the future direction of the club. Willian, um, yeah, they've given him a, a three-year deal. God knows why. Um, but Willian, um, it, it just seems strange, as I said, given the faith that Mikel has shown in him so far. So I'm not 100% sure about this. Billy Boy says, well, well, Lou is doing it again. Yeah, Lewis has got a, um, he's got a bit of a, a history of kind of falling out with managers. And, and and you could argue that, you know, that works against him when, when these report type of reports come out because people are more inclined to believe them given his history. I don't know. But for me, um, these these reports, these rumours are, are baffling. Um, they really, really are. And as I said, I can kind of, you know, I can, I think it's plausible that somebody like David Lewis, who has had a few issues with Arteta in, in recent months, may have a, a bit of an issue. Um, but Willian, I, I just, I know I keep saying it, but that one just, baffles me completely. I know the, the two are friends. I know the two are Brazilians and obviously very, very close and spent time together at Chelsea, etc., etc. And so you could see why they might be allies. But I mean, you know, it, that one baffles me. That for, for Willian to have any complaints based on the, like, given the way he's played since joining Arsenal, it's strange, really, really strange. Let's see what else some of you guys are saying in the live chat. Um, DWTT says, shouldn't Arsenal have someone that could come and quiet these rumours if they are false? Edu likes to talk. Take the heat off Arteta so he can get the team ready for the next match. If they're not true, David Lewis and Willian themselves could come out and silence these rumours. Both got massive social media presences. Either one could come out and say that actually, no, this is, this is bullshit. This is not true. We have not gone above Mikel Arteta's head to say that we want him sacked. Either player could do that if they really wanted to. And if the rumours aren't true, then that is absolutely the right thing for them to do and to put these kind of stories to bed because they're not helpful for the football club in any way, shape or form. They really aren't. 
Crypto Money Team says, this is what's wrong with the club. These beep <laughs> keep talking instead of them focusing and improving on their football. Get rid of them all and start again. Velma X3 says, it's absolutely embarrassing to be 15th in December. I don't know why fans are giving Arteta times time. You guys fell for the PR OSIS. Yes, we know where you've got that catchphrase from. Um, George says, Harry, even with everything we know, ain't you surprised there are people staying? Ain't you surprised there are people still saying Arteta out? Most of the Arteta bandwagon are Ozil fans. They all turned on him the moment Ozil was left out. I think, you know, you can disagree with with one of the manager's key decisions and not want him out. I mean, I disagree with the um, with the Ozil thing. I think that Mesut Ozil should be in the squad. I think he's absolutely good enough to be in the 25-man squad. I don't think, though, that... Um, I don't think that you have to be so extreme one way or the other. I think if you feel like um, Mikel overall is, is still the, the right man and deserves more time that's fine. And you can still think that, that he made a mistake with Mesut Ozil. So I don't see why people have to be, why everything has to be so black or white. There is a gray area here. Um, and I think that's certainly the case when it comes to the, the Mesut Ozil thing. Because, because for every Arsenal fan who wants to see Mesut Ozil back in the side, there's another Arsenal fan that thinks he hasn't performed for years and, and doesn't like his attitude and would like to see him moved on uh, sooner rather than later and would have liked to have seen him moved on earlier if possible. So it doesn't have to be so black and white. Just because you want Ozil in the team like I do, it doesn't necessarily mean that you definitely want Arteta out. Now, I'll be honest, I am starting to ask questions about Mikel Arteta. Um, based on our last sort of performances over this last month or so, and maybe a little bit longer than that as well. And that I think that's absolutely fair, but let's see. Um, let's see how it goes. I mean, crucial run of games coming up now and, and they're big games, games that obviously are going to be very difficult to win. But if we did win some of those, or if we did win, you know, for example, if we did go and win at Everton on Saturday, that could really kickstart our season. Marshall Ayub says, peace from Brooklyn. Arsenal in deep shit. You guys are in relegation form. Love and support of what you do, bro. Thank you so much. He says, big up yourself. Liverpool fan, Mighty Reds. Yeah, you guys are having a much better time of it than us at the moment. But thank you for your continued support, mate. Uh, Chris says, big up, Harry. Cheers from across the pond in Connecticut, USA. Can you give me and my boys any hope of AFC turning it around second half of the season and making a run? I wish I could. Um... Look, I don't. I do think Arsenal will click into a stronger, um, into a stronger sort of. What's the word? Like, I don't want to say that they're going to click into gear because I feel like that's too, too strong a term. But I, I do think that Arsenal are not going to finish the season in fifteenth place. I do think that you'll see an improvement, um, an uplift in in the way we. Um, we are performing at some point in the season. Hopefully it comes sooner rather than later because I feel like the patience is wearing very thin with a lot of Arsenal fans at the moment. And um, with all that pressure, it does make the job even more difficult for Mikel. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, Ibrahim says, is relegation a possibility this season? And do you have hopes in winning the Europa League? I don't think relegation is a possibility. 
Um, I think that Arsenal have got more than enough to stay in the division. I wouldn't even be worried about that at this point in the season. Um, and it's just, and do you have hopes of winning the Europa League? I think if Arsenal can pick up their form, then Arsenal are one of the contenders for the Europa League. I genuinely do believe that. I think every competition, uh, every season, sorry, we've played in that competition, we've been one of the strongest contenders. And that is backed up by the fact that we've gone to a semi-final and we've gone to a final in three years. Um, this is obviously our fourth campaign in the Europa League. And um, I, I think that we still have a very, very good chance. It's a cup competition at the end of the day, in particular, if the draw is cool, um, if the draw is uh, kind to you, you can do you can do OK. And I, and I think Arsenal have the tools, as I've said, uh, to, to potentially go on and have a good run in that competition. Graham says, I think it's a great point, Harry, that La- Lewis and Willian could come out and deny it. If they don't, then we know the truth. Yeah, I, I, I think... In those kind of situations, it's imperative that players come out and deny bullshit like that um, when it's not true. If if they don't um, if they don't deny it, then of course people are going to believe it, and people are going to be more inclined to kind of feel that that is the case. And you would wonder why, if it is bullshit, that those two haven't come out and said anything and don't take the opportunity to squash the rumours because they're not helping their team and their club in any way by allowing this kind of speculation to rage on. So, yeah, um, interesting. But I, I do think they, um, they've they got to, at some point, if it's not true, come out and deny it and, and squash the whole thing. <coughs> Apologies. Uh, Love Rami says, Harry, may I ask, what's your cutoff point? If we lose our next three games, would you still give him time? Our next three games are Everton, Manchester City and Chelsea. All three games that we could lose. All three games that, based on paper right now, you'd say we probably should lose. So if we go and lose all three of those games, but we do it, competitively and what I mean by that is we give a good account of ourselves and we don't we see a a better sort of arsenal in terms of our performances I still think the club will stick with him now whether that's right or wrong is is a completely other debate but I don't think that Mikel Arteta will be sat regardless of what happens in the next three three games for me personally if we were to lose all three of those games then yeah of course the the level of pressure that Mikel is under increases and that becomes more and more of an issue, doesn't it, as it goes? Because how long do you allow this rut to to continue for? You know, if we lose those two league games in particular, the ones against Chelsea um, and the one against Everton that comes up this weekend, then you're looking at Arsenal having already lost nine um, of their opening 15 games in the Premier League. And that just isn't good enough. That just isn't good enough at all. And when you take into consideration that two of those uh, have been draws and it will only be four wins, then that's that's really worrying form. Um, and it's form that we should be concerned about. And it's, you know, as I've said, Mikel Arteta will need time. A rebuild doesn't happen overnight. But equally, when you're the manager of Arsenal Football Club, there is a certain standard you are expected to achieve. Arsene Wenger had really bad groups of players at certain times. Yes, he had a couple of world-class players here and there at different periods during the sort of Emirates era in particular. But Arsene Wenger, um, 
Arsene Wenger had shit teams and achieved more than Mikel Arteta is achieving now. Now, was that down to Arsene's experience? Was that down to Arsene's uh, tactics? Was that down to Arsene's style of play? I don't know. But, um, y- you know, y- you you look at, at some of the teams that Arsene had and you look at what Mikel has now. Um, when everybody's fit, of course, I know there's there's diff- there's the situations where players are injured and suspensions that is something that we're having to contend with week in, week out now. But I don't see how you could allow this to continue for much longer without asking questions. You know, we're talking about giving him time, but it can't be unlimited time. It can't be blind faith. It can't be give him, you know, till the end of the season regardless because then you're kind of letting up on the high standards that this football club has set over the years and you can't just you know you can't just allow Arsenal to fall further and further off the side of the cliff they've there's got to be a point where enough is enough what that point is um I don't exactly know going back to the original question because I know I've drifted off a little bit I don't think it's as simple as saying if we lose the next three games, Mikel Arteta should be sacked. You're talking about going away to an Everton side who are flying high, fifth in the Premier League, won seven of their opening games. Um, they look really, really strong under Carlo Ancelotti. They come into the back of it, having beaten Chelsea and having gone and won at Leicester, which was a really, really impressive result. Then you're talking about Manchester City in the Carabao Cup, a Manchester City side with bags and bags of talent. Um, and then you're talking about a, a Chelsea side who, who, in many people's eyes, are Premier League title contenders this season. So, as I said, it it goes down. It comes down to for me how we perform in those games, and you know, there's an argument that Arsenal, in a much better state, would still lose those games because we're talking about some of the Premier League's top sides at the minute. So, it's really difficult. It's really, really difficult. Um, but let's see. Um, and I'll caveat all of that with my opinion doesn't really matter because I still firmly believe that the club are fully behind him at this point. What the club's trigger point um, is in terms of deciding that Mikel's no longer the right man and pulling the trigger, I, I don't know and I couldn't answer that. But that is the important trigger point that we should be thinking about and not necessarily what we'll accept as fans. Big hello to Chris. He says, great show, Harry. All about results. Easy to say, trust the process. Doesn't mean anything if on Boxing Day we're 17th. I absolutely agree with you. And as I say, there has to be a point where enough is enough. What that point is, though, I think is up for debate. Um, and that's kind of the issue. There's a good chance that on Boxing Day we'll be in 17th if we keep going the way we're going. And, and as I said, the, the upcoming games are not easy ones. And it looks worrying for Mikel. And, and you feel like he's going to probably have to pull out some some really big displays and some really big results over the next couple of weeks um, to get a bit of breathing space from from certain sections of the fan base. I know there are a lot of Arsenal fans whose minds are already made up and they want him gone. And that's absolutely fair. It's a fair view to have. It's a fair opinion to have. I do think he's made a lot of mistakes. I'm just not sure that he's the sole issue at the football club right now. Um, I think there are multiple issues and that's what's even more worrying because it's not as simple as sacking Mikel and all of a sudden Arsenal are going to climb straight back up the table. I think it's much deeper than that. Um, and I think that that's what worries me most as an Arsenal fan, the fact that 
there are so many things to be put right. How long is it going to take before everything is is in the right space in terms of where we need it to be? And, and how long can we afford uh, to wait, basically? So, um, yeah, let's see. Let's see. Uh, Tommy O'Donoghue says, Harry, do you reckon the club will spend in January? And if they do, will it be another squad player or will they go big? Brings me on nicely, actually, to what I wanted to talk about um, in this programme, and that is the uh, signing of Omar Rekic. Arsenal are due to sign the young centre-back. He's 18 years old from her to Berlin uh, in the January transfer window. He was supposed to sign for Arsenal during the summer transfer window, but unfortunately the deal wasn't done in time. Um, and the deal will see him join Arsenal for around about £900,000. He has arrived in uh, London to to get that deal done. Um, it's thought that he probably will be sent back out on loan for the second part of the season. He is just 18 years old, whether that will be uh, back in Germany, I'm not 100% sure yet. Um, but if he does stay at the club, then he is likely to go straight into the under-23 squad. So Arsenal um, going to take the opportunity to get a deal done that they hope to get done over the summer. Unfortunately, it didn't get over the line. So Omar Rekic will or is expected to join Arsenal in this upcoming transfer window. You could, you've seen over the last couple of seasons, actually, slightly different approach when it comes to the under-23s. Arsenal bringing in talent as well, rather than just trying to develop their own. So uh, fingers crossed that will pay dividends in the not so distant future. So we'll have to wait and see. But that deal is very close to being done uh, from what we're being told. Uh, Raul asks, any news on Partey? Not at the moment. Um, still not sure of a return date for Thomas Partey. We don't know when he can be expected to return, but I still would imagine he's got a few more weeks before we'll see him come back. Perhaps Arsenal have learned their lesson from last time and won't be rushing him back um, unless they're 100% certain of his fitness. And I think that's probably the sensible approach, uh, given how important he is to this side. Um, what else have we got here? Billy Boy says, Arteta keeps digging his grave. Drop the attitude and get real with the team. Play the right players, not the kiss-ass ones. The youth are available. Give them a go. Um, Velmax says, uh, Velma X3, sorry, says, Harry, why are you guys dismissing us Arteta outers? Don't you think we have plenty of reasons to want him out? I'm not dismissing it at all, mate. I've said on multiple, um, occasions during this podcast alone that I think it's an absolutely valid view to have. I've said it on the recent phone-in shows. I've said it on the recent post-match reaction programs that it is absolutely a valid view to have if you want Mikel Arteta out at this point. I am on the set on the fence at the moment. I'm not 100% sure what I want. I can't make my mind up. When I think about it some days, I think that this job is just simply too big for him and he's drowning um, and he can't handle it and he hasn't got the experience and know-how to get him through such a difficult time. And on the other hand, I look at the, the state of the club in general and by that I mean the the level of players that we currently have, the, all the change behind the scenes, all the shit going on upstairs. And I think to myself, it's probably a problem at the moment, Mikel, but not the only problem. And I wonder if, you know, people talk about Mikel's lack of experience. I wonder if his ex, his flaws wouldn't be so exposed at a club where the, the back room was, was, um, 
was a, a, a strong one, a, a, a cohesive unit who are all pulling in the right direction with stability and with owners who care and with the right football people behind the scenes. I, I wonder if that we're seeing flaws exposed in Mikel Arteta that we wouldn't see had he gone to another club just because of how bad things are or, and have been in recent seasons uh, at the Emirates Stadium. You know, we, we brought in a top scout in Sven Mislintat and, and we lost him within a really short period of time because we just couldn't get it right behind the scenes. And, and Sven Mislintat now has gone to Stuttgart. He's just had his contract renewed because he's built a really strong side there. He's helped them identify some really good young talents and they just went and beat Borussia Dortmund 5-1 on their own patch. So Sven Mislintat is is a, a, an issue as well. You know, losing him, I think, was a problem. So what I'm trying to say is I, I can't make my mind up either way, 100%. I, I said... Um, I said that it's an absolutely valid opinion to have either way. So I don't know why you think I've dismissed the Arteta out as I haven't. Um, Paratosh says, Harry, hate the fact that such news is getting leaked daily. What are the owners and management doing? Agreed. And and I think that's probably, (coughs) apologies. I think that's probably a, a lot of what Mikel's talking about when he says that we've had a lot of situations that we've had to deal with since taking over the club. There's been so much of this kind of reported unrest um, in and among the group of players in various other aspects of the club. And, you know, it's a, it's a difficult one, isn't it? Where, you know, where do we as fans kind of draw the line between what is fact and what is fiction, what is genuine reports and uh, what are genuine, genuine reports, sorry, and what is nonsense media spin trying to create news stories it's really hard to know um what to believe what not to believe but whether you believe it or not these types of stories doing the rounds are not in any way helpful uh not at all uh let's see what else we've got here uh big hello to gosmas in cyprus he says body language says it all and it's clear to me most of the players do not believe in the current manager. It's interesting you say that because I've obviously been watching Arsenal in recent times and, and, and a lot of the time think the same thing. And then you get groups of players coming out like they did after the Southampton game or Bamiyang did, Burn Leno did, um, a couple of others within the squad, Bukayo Saka have sort of been quite vocal about the fact that Mikel Arteta is not actually the problem. So, I think that what we've probably got is a case of a, of a split dressing room at the moment where there are sections of the playing staff that are, are still behind Mikel and, and recognise that they could do more and recognise that they're not performing at the level required. And there are others who have probably just down tools on him. So I think there's a bit of a divide at the moment and Mikel isn't going to get to a place where he has a group that's fully bought into him or a group that he feels is fit for purpose until he's had a few more transfer windows. And I think we always had to accept that. You know, we'd been talking about the culture at Arsenal Football Club being wrong for years and years prior to Mikel even walking in through the door as the manager. So we've got to accept that this is not something he's going to be able to fix overnight. But equally, as I said earlier on in the programme, you can accept that we're going to need time to get back to the very top of the English game. But as Arsenal Football Club, there is a certain standard at which we need to be performing. And right now we're not meeting that. So I can completely understand why people are giving up, why people are losing faith in Mikel 
at this moment in time. Guys, there are over 250 of you currently watching us live across the multiple platforms. Um, so a big thank you for your continued support. I can see some of you are joining us from Facebook. Some of you are on YouTube. Uh, we've got a few of you joining us through Twitch um, and, of course, Twitter. If you haven't already, in particular, if you're watching us on YouTube, make sure you hit that like button. It is so, so important. So if you could please do that, we'd be very, very grateful. There's over 200 of you watching on YouTube alone, and there's only 30 likes, guys. So if we could help us get that up to 100 at minimum, that would be great. Hitting the like button does really help the video. It does really push it up the rankings and it helps the channel to grow at a much better rate. Um, we're also closing in on 10,500 subscribers on YouTube. So a big thank you uh, to each and every one of you for your continued support as well. And if you are watching this and you're not subscribed at the moment, what are you waiting for? Hit the button. Doesn't cost you a penny and you'll get notifications every time we do a broadcast. <coughs> Um, David Morsley says the players shouldn't be getting away free again with removing a manager. Too many mercenaries in the squad that don't deserve a free start. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, I'm just looking through some of your questions at the moment, and um, and uh, a lot of them I've already touched upon them. So if you think I'm I'm skipping over them, that that's why it's just not to um repeat what I've already said. So um, that's all it is. If I don't answer your question, it's nothing more than that. Uh, Alcee joins us from Washington. Uh, it says, bro, watching from Washington, the manager is not good enough. Tell me how many young stars he has promoted or given a chance. And to me, he's too proud and he will never learn from his mistakes. I think that there does appear to be a stubbornness about Mikel Arteta. I don't think even his biggest fan could deny that. He seems to have a bit of an arrogance about him, which I think to a degree you kind of need. And you need to be sure about what you want and you need to be sure about your philosophies. But when things aren't going well, you need to be humble enough, I think, and open-minded enough to tweak things in an attempt to get your side back on track sooner rather than later, because that stubbornness can very often, as we saw in Arsene Wenger's case at certain periods in his Arsenal career, that can be your downfall. So, yeah, I think you're right there. Um, what else have we got here? Moronga Thomas. Harry, I support Arteta if he can make a change on Cedric Marie to start and integrate young ones in the team because they are very positive to win. We will hardly can't able to negotiate. I didn't get that last line, mate, but um, I get what you, you want to see some of the young players integrated into the side. Absolutely. I um, think that's probably the right way to go because the senior players aren't, um, aren't doing it at the moment, are they? They're just not doing it. Uh, Kevy Kev says uh, that title is crazy. Arteta might get destroyed before the leakers. Big up, Harry. Thank you very much, mate. Um, Freddie Greening asks a very interesting question. He says, what would you do in January in terms of transfers in and out? <coughs> um, it's um, It's a really difficult question to answer this because... I don't know what the club's current financial situation is. I don't know what the restrictions in place would be. I don't know how much they're willing to spend. I don't know if they've got identified any targets already. At this point, we know very, very little. I don't expect there to be a massive um, 
a, a massive movement in terms of bringing someone in. I, I would like to think there might be. I'd like to think that Arsenal are going to go after that creative midfield player that we're so desperately missing. But I think it depends on finance. There's been reports linking us with Awar again. Will Arsenal be able to raise that kind of money in January? I don't know. Um, will some of the players whose contracts are ending at the end of the season, i.e. the Mustafis, the Socrates, the Mesut Ozil's, will some of them be moved on in January, perhaps? Um, so I think it's really, really going to be an, an interesting transfer window, this. But I think as kind of we get closer towards the transfer window opening in January, we'll get a better understanding of what Arsenal's intentions might be. But at this moment in time, I think they are on the lookout for an attacking midfield player, a creative midfield player. But whether Arsenal have the funds or, or can raise the funds to do those deals in what is notoriously a difficult window, particularly during a pandemic, I think um, I think it's, uh, it still remains to be seen. So I can't give you really specifics, but I think that obviously we're crying out for a creative midfielder. I think that's got to be the priority at this stage. And um, fingers crossed we're able to get something done and, and, and improve in that department. With terms of outgoings, I wouldn't be surprised to see a few players going out the door, players who the writing is already on the wall for when it comes to Arsenal um, and probably will want to move on at this stage. And if Arsenal can get them off the wage bill, that maybe helps in terms of bringing in the players that we need. Uh, Anne-Marie Atkins says, where are the reported leaks uh, from Willian and Lewis? All I've seen is Leno saying it's the players' fault and not Arteta. You're absolutely right. Leno did say that. Uh, the reported links have, have, have sort of been doing the rounds on social media. Uh, they've been reported by a few media outlets. But as I said, right at the top of the programme, um, these reports have not come from the, the sources that you'd normally say are the reliable ones or you'd normally think are the reliable ones. And that's why I warned right at the start of this programme that I would take these reports with a pinch of salt. But the fact that these reports are doing the rounds anyway, whether it is a, a concrete bit of information that someone's had, whether it is just a suggestion, whether it is uh, a guess based on other things, I couldn't 100% tell you. But that's why I've, I've warned, as I said, right at the top of this show to take it with a pinch of salt. But they're not helpful, uh, whether they're true or not, uh, whether however valid these claims are. These kind of stories doing the rounds about your manager and, and two of his senior players are never at all helpful. <laughs> Apologies, I've got a little bit of a tingly throat today and that's why I'm uh, sort of, when I talk a lot, because I've got a bit of a tingle in my throat, I'm coughing a little bit. Don't worry, it's not that. Uh, Nippon Sharma says, is that a green screen or your bedroom? I'm in the studio, so this is a green screen. Um, yeah, uh, unfortunately, when you share a bedroom with your wife, you're not allowed to put this kind of stuff on a wall. Um, used to have it when I lived at home, but that's not the case anymore. Uh, she'd never let me get away with it. Uh, let's see what else you guys are saying. Um, da -da 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 -da. um, Kevy Kev says, do you think if there was no pandemic, Arteta would still be Arsenal manager today? Yeah, I don't think it's played a massive part in, um, in Mikel Arteta. They made a decision to go big on him before, um, any of us even knew what coronavirus was. So, I don't think that the, the pandemic has had an impact. I think, in fact, if anything, the, the coronavirus has given him a little bit more leeway. It's given him a little bit more time because I think that the club recognise it's been a really difficult time, not just for him, but for the players, for the club as a whole. It's restricted spending. 
it's probably scuppered a few plans that maybe the club would have had. Um, so I, if anything, I think it's actually made it a little bit easier on Mikel Arteta as opposed to it being um, as opposed to it being anything else. <laughs> Uh, Ryan Tooley says, hi, Harry. Is it really surprising that Arteta is struggling? First job as a manager and it always gets worse before it gets better. Surely nobody was expecting miracles. Couple wins and momentum can gather. Yeah, I think that's right. Um, it was no, it is no surprise to see, um, him struggling. It is his first job. We have to, um, we have to take that into consideration. He's still learning. He's got to learn quickly though. Um, and, and that's the kind of, um, the, the big thing here, isn't it? He's got to learn quickly and there is no time uh, to kind of just, there is no time to just, just, you know, go into a safe environment at a club like Arsenal. You you can't go into this job and be given a year where you're not expected to achieve anything because that's not the nature of this football club. You might get away with that at a, low, at a club with lower expectations, but you don't get away with that at Arsenal. Nobody was expecting miracles. Yeah, I certainly wasn't, but I think the FA Cup winners been a bit of a hindrance to Mikel Arteta because what it did was it ultimately raised expectations. And now we've uh, we've struggled to live up to those. But yeah, I think you're right, Ryan, when you say a couple of wins could, uh, could really build some momentum. And uh, I think that a couple of wins against the likes of Everton and Chelsea um, in our upcoming league games will be massive in swinging that pendulum for Arsenal. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Uh, Just finally, uh, Pancetta Bonner says, where'd you guys get this fake news? If it's fake news, David Lewis and Willian should come out and deny it. Maybe they will. Who knows? But at this moment in time, these are the reports doing the rounds. And as I keep saying, I've told you, take them with a pinch of salt. I've not come on here and said that they're 100% true, but it is worrying if that these kind of reports are doing the round. So um, it's something to be aware of. And it, it, would you be surprised if there was discontent um, uh, in the in the squad at the moment about the way things are going and the way Mikel Arteta's management is is panning out. You know, if, if you're getting results, nobody questions the manager. But of course, when things don't go right, the manager is always the first person that people look at. So let's see. Right, that brings me to the end of uh, this broadcast. We're going to be back very, very soon with more. Be uh, bringing you a little bit more on the game against Everton and my predictions for the Premier League weekend later on today. So stay tuned for that. Be going live again on the channel around about 4pm. So make sure you join me for that. Until then, take care of yourselves and we will catch you soon. Until then, cheers. listening to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast. I'm Martin Tyler, and you're listening to Harry Simeon.